my kids, like so many other families across the world, got a VR Facebook Oculus Quest uh, VR headset for Christmas. Honestly, it's been more fun than I thought it would be. I wasn't sure if we would like it or I didn't even know what it was. Honestly, I, I watched some of the videos uh, and quite frankly, I couldn't find an Xbox, couldn't find a PlayStation, couldn't find the brand new Nintendo Switch. And Facebook VR is one of the more affordable solutions of new video game systems. And it was available. And so that's great. The greatest uh, ability is availability, as I like to say. So it was available and we got one. And it's been a ton of fun. My wife's played it a little bit. I've played it more than I thought that I would. And my kids totally love it. And one of the games that they like is called Robo Recall. I think that's what it's called. And the point of the game is that it's set in the future. And there's all these awesome human assistant robots. And they have, like a virus has infected them. And so it's a really fun game where you have to now dismantle or recall all these robots. So you grab them and you smash their heads together and you decommission the robots, right? That's the point of the game. And it made me think about the future of robotics and AI and how it might affect our marketing. A, a year or two ago, we got a uh, robot vacuum. It was our, our first robot in our house, you know? You flip the thing on and it goes in every corner and vacuums up the basement. We thought it'd be great. It's a little bit loud, a little bit expensive, and uh, currently it is sitting unplugged over in a corner of our basement behind our small mini fridge in our basement. And the reason is if you turn your back on this robot for, I don't know, six minutes, it'll get stuck under a chair, stuck on a power cord, stuck under the couch, stuck under a table. It'll get stuck somewhere. And it's a comforting notion that it's not going to become self-aware anytime soon and kill us in our sleep, right? It's not going to do that. So... Between the my son's robot fighting game and this dumb, like little dumb, like the opposite of smart, I have a dumb robot vacuum cleaner sitting decommissioned in the corner of our basement. I wanted to talk a little bit about the rise of AI copywriting, AI tools out there. There's a tool that I like to use. It's called Jarvis, and it's an AI copywriting tool named after the AI in Iron Man. If you've seen the Iron Man movies, he's saying, hey, Jarvis, give me this, pull up the specs on this thing, or build this, or do this research for me, right? And so there's a guy, actually it's the same software guy that made uh, the software called Proof. And Proof is that little widget in the bottom of a sales page that says, hey, Cody from Colorado just bought this two seconds ago. That is that software. So this guy started doing um, this AI software called Jarvis. I think my signup link is codybirch.com slash Jarvis. If you want to check it out, I'll put a link in the description as well. But it's, it's not... It's not amazing. Like it sounds kind of cool where you type in a different prompt and say, hey, I want to write a sales page like Frank Kern. And you hit go and the robot has read all the Frank Kern sales pages and it starts to write a sales page about your subject matter in the tone of Frank Kern. That sounds great, but it's just not quite there yet. The tool, full disclosure, if you like it, I've been a customer for like six months. If you want to use it and sign up, it's great for creating ideas, but then you still have to take those ideas and humanize them in a way that makes sense. Or it just looks like a robot wrote a sales page kind of after reading a bunch of other sales pages and then sort of cobbling together. It's kind of like if you did a reproduction of a beautiful painting, you'd look at it and go, "That's something's off. <laughs> I, that left eye looks kind of droopy. That's not the same smile I've become accustomed to. That's what this AI copywriting to me looks like when it comes to writing long form copy. However, if you're doing it for ideas or something like that, I think it can be really useful. So sometimes I'll do it for headline ideas or email ideas or YouTube title ideas or blog post title ideas. It's helpful to generate those ideas. But I got to say, there's nothing yet that beats 
long form content written by a human. It can be assisted by AI. And that's probably in, in Jarvis's disclosure, like they probably would recommend that, that you partner up with Jarvis, you partner up with an AI writing tool to write better emails or write a little bit faster, but it's not perfect and it still needs a human to go through it. So much like I would rather teach somebody marketing that has never done marketing before, instead of helping them unlearn all of their bad habits and then teach them marketing, with Jarvis at least, or with AI copywriting services, as sexy and fun and cool as they sound, there's still a little bit left to be desired. So I don't think we're there yet. I wouldn't be worried about a robot rewriting your ads better than you could or rewriting your landing page better than you could unless you're just an awful writer. Because then you have to go through it line by line and say, I don't, that doesn't make sense. I, I get what they were trying to say, sort of, but it just doesn't sound like a human wrote it. And the other little caveat to this and why I'm not super concerned about AI taking our jobs yet, at least in terms of online marketing is, or in terms of, I guess, content creation is the idea of plagiarism. Sometimes I'll read stuff and it's like, that looks like exactly pulled from, you know, one of my competitors or one of my mentors or a person I follow on the internet. In fact, it has their name in it. So there's tools and safeguards in place to be able to rewrite that stuff. The point of this episode is not to just dump on AI writing assistance. There's lots on AppSumo. I see a new one every day, it seems like, because people can plug into the AI machine learning network better than ever before. I learned about it a bit at a conference I was at in December that we're now on version three of AI, where version one was they read like a bunch of books, but version three is like the robots read the whole internet of everything that's ever been published. And they're now using that to inform their machine learning to create language patterns and speech patterns around that, but you still got to tweak it. So the best use for something like Jarvis, if you want an AI writing tool, is go in there and get ideas, get headline ideas. If you want to use the, maybe the outline creator to say, hey, like I want to write a blog post about this subject matter, I'll fill in the words, but help me brainstorm topic ideas or the best way to make a good click, a clickbait sounding headline. People will click on the blog and then help me outline it with headlines, you know, H2s, H3s, those different tags along the way. And then there is a way where you can put in a bunch of your own data and it can write the summary for you. Now, I wish, or the outro, the intro paragraph, it's okay. The outro paragraph is okay too. I wish I could, you know, click a button and say, hey, once a day for the rest of my life, write a keyword dense SEO article about online marketing to grow my traffic on my website. And it's not there yet. It's not there yet. So kind of like that robot vacuum, I've got stuffed in the corner, unplugged and not doing any good. That's where I see um, AI copywriting assistance today in January, 2022. Needs a little bit of work, worth testing out, worth playing with it, worth knowing what's going on out there in the world of what different tools are available to make our lives easier as online business owners, because it's all about being efficient with our time. While we help a lot of people, if we can save time with our marketing efforts, um, batching our content, you know, writing campaigns ahead of time, helping, you know, get other templates. I sell lots of templates. I use lots of templates. I don't do a lot in my business completely from scratch but AI is not there yet. So hope you enjoyed this episode, a little bit of behind the scenes of how I'm using AI, how I'm not using AI, what I'm, what I'm thinking about, what I'm worried about, what I'm not worried about, and I hope it was useful to you. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Cody Builds a Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please leave a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.